This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. If you're anything like me, you can tell when you're about to be sick. It's always during the holidays. You're getting on planes. You're around family. You're around kids. I do the same thing. I've been telling people about Zycam for years, and now they are a sponsor of this podcast. Trust Zycam to knock out a cold at the first sneeze of the season. Other cold remedies only mask symptoms, but Zycam is homeopathic and clinically proven to shorten colds when taken at the first sign. Find Zycam cold remedy products from rapid melts to elderberry medicated fruit drops at all major retailers, including Amazon. Zycam cold remedy products are safe and effective. Visit Zycam.com forward slash ride and receive a $2 coupon on your next cold remedy purchase. Thank you. And you're welcome. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way? back home either way we want to be there doesn't matter how much baggage you claim give us time and date terminal and gate we want to send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine Malphorn. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. We are driving in the dead of night, oh, aka... It's so late. Not mm-hmm. five o'clock oh, yet. It's not even... F- I don't know... Is it like this every year? Yes, but I... <laughs> I mean, there is something happened. No, it's- no, no. It's... I think uh, what's happened is Donald Trump is president, so everything seems very dark uh, anyway. And then, the, like, the sun, like, abandoning us at 3.30 in the afternoon is really adding to it. I guess it must be that, but part of me thinks the sun is slowly dimming. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. The sun's dying. It'll be dead by 2035. Okay. Yeah. So don't have kids. Act according please. And who, hey, the bright side, don't have to worry about sunscreen. <laughs> the bright side is there won't be any more bright side. <laughs> Welcome to our show. <laughs> I feel like I haven't talked to you or seen you in a very long time. We pre-recorded the last few episodes before oh, that. Yeah. And that's so right. It has been 
a multiple month? weeks. Three weeks. Three at least. Chris, how are you? I'm great. I went on a tour. It was so fun. Ooh, tour highlights, please. I rented a truck because uh, that's what they gave me. But okay. then I thought, how perfect to drive through the South, uh, Texas and Oklahoma and Louisiana while in a truck, uh, constantly having the Popeyes theme song in my head. <laughs> it was so fun, and I drove through. Love that chicken from Popeyes? Yeah, the Louisiana fast. <laughs> when I was like going fast, I would sing that. Because uh, I, I, I guess I hadn't figured out the stereo, so I did a lot of singing, did a lot of podcast listening. Yeah. I listened to ours. Did you? Because I thought there'd be <laughs> hidden jokes, and I'm I'm clawing to think of new material. Yeah. Lately, and uh, did it help? I mean, no. Nah, it just was generally enjoyable. I like the way we talk. I did too. There wasn't material in there for me to I or I need to listen to more than a couple episodes. But I had never listened to them. You I know, listened it, to the pilot. You've never listened to it. I, I, it's embarrassing, but no, I don't want to hear my own Muppet voice. I've, I'm also embarrassed to say that I do listen to it because I can't ever, ever remember the details of our conversations, so I genuinely enjoy it as if it's two people I don't know and like I wasn't there for it. Right, no, that I did experience that. I'm like, I don't have memory of these conversations, yeah. and, and there are moments of brilliance that we just don't, <laughs> in the moment, give ourselves credit, because who would do that? It would, you, we would ruin it if anyway, we were doing that. Uh, Stop just, everything. Did you hear what we just said? Yeah. Look, can we just recap <laughs> audibly now in the moment? That would be narcissistic. Uh, but hey, that's what everyone's doing these days. Why can't we do it too? In Dallas, uh, after my show, there was a tornado. We were listening for the sounds of trains. Apparently, tornadoes sound like trains. And if you hear a train outside, it's not a train. It's wind that can kill you. Oh. And cows and tractors floating. I don't know. Helen I didn't Hunt, look out. Yes. Helen Hunt, no, Bill Paxton hovering yeah. above. <laughs> Uh, a while on cowback, <laughs> <laughs> like like flying rodeo stars, and uh, and then uh, when I went to New Orleans, there was what appeared to be reminders of a hurricane. I mean, it was a tropical storm. Yeah, Olga, I think her name was. Yeah, and she was not happy. No, and, no, rarely are. And driving through New Orleans, it became clear how vulnerable they are when water run. like the freeway was uh, above just 10 feet above water yeah. it's just it's not a bridge it's just kind of being suspended and if the water rises at all there would be no getting out of it there's no exits you'd think they it, would i guess it wasn't like that when they built it maybe not yeah i i want to say poor planning but i don't want to offend anyone <laughs> let's not but yeah there was it, it and there's just houses on the side of the road that were that maybe weren't built up to code or they didn't have permission to build their house and it was just Elbows deep in water. Well, also or waste. It's your, your waste falls probably about where your, your elbows are. Waste water. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. I see what you mean. It may have been water with waste. In I it. bet there was waste. Waste high, waste water. With human waste, human waste high. Oh, horrifying. <laughs> it is. Well, that's a good dog. That's a good dog, and she's a runner. That's a puppy <laughs> running with the mom. Um, <laughs> Oh, it's a dog Ooh. parade. Oh, What's we are. Happening? Why is there a dog parade? <laughs> it's everyone with different dogs showcasing them. What if these three people just got kicked out of the dog park that's right down the street here? What if, somebody was like, Get you three out now. You are no longer part of this dog show. You call that a well-maintained <laughs> dew claw? 
And then I get out in a cardigan and I check the underbelly <laughs> for winners. <laughs> That's what you have to do. You have to check their underbelly. These are nice husky genitals. You are the winner. Hold you up. win. I think genitals are a big part of winning a dog show. Uh, really? It can't just be coat. <laughs> it's gotta be balls. <laughs> it's gotta be coat, behavior, balls, and then stairs and tunnel running. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, there's tunnel running, general enthusiasm, how quickly can you eat? And the only Things dogs are good at. Yeah, yeah, they do have eat speed. <laughs> do, do you know that my dog George, I have this new food. Sorry to sidebar you, but I have this new dog food that I had to start feeding them because they got sick on their old dog food in a very bad way. So I was like, fine, only the best for you two assholes that absolutely contribute nothing <laughs> and, to this household. And, and you do they should do more around the house. Yes. And you pick up you, a little. Did you go natural balance? No, no. I oh, went okay. like the kind that's in the refrigerator at the grocery store that only only sure. assholes by, but I right. was like, fine, we're here now. Let's yeah. do it. George, Paleo raw dog meat. Yes. Where yeah. it's basically like someone made someone a chicken dinner, balled it up into gray balls and they're like, now it's for your dog. So George loves this food so much that she gets up at 6.30 in the morning and at around 4.30 in the afternoon, that's when she's ready for breakfast and dinner. Like she's calling the shots. She won't leave me alone. She sits next to me, stamps her feet. She makes crying noises. So I'm like, fine. But I'm gonna feed you now and you're gonna be starving in six hours or whatever So every time she eats she's eating like it's her first meal of four days She did it the other day and then just turned around and immediately barfed like I'm like you have a Severe eating disorder George. I don't know what to do and it's and it's uh, nine and five. It's like a nine to five job eating now. Well, I mean, she. It's just that normally I would feed them. Normally it'd just be like a cup of kibble that's just thrown down, and they don't really like it, and they don't really eat it. But right. this stuff is like I'm giving them half my burrito essentially. Right, right. But it, but it's from the store, and they are just like this is the greatest. Every meal is the greatest meal of their lives. But it's healthy. They're not like getting bigger. No, no, no. It's it's really good for them. Wow. Yeah. Everyone but George your... likes it so much she makes herself throw up. Because kibbles, I mean, we've all tried them. My yeah. mom would accidentally put it in a sandwich <laughs> or something. I've had pet food before. Yes. No, you know. And uh, the dry stuff is really not good. No, it isn't. And when the times I put friskies in my mouth, I do a lot of experimenting when I was little. Sure. It is card. It is salty cardboard chunks. It's the worst. I'm With like, like a light fish flavor, which I don't want anyway. No, no. If it's if you're going fish, go heavy. <laughs> Sardine laden. I love fish. When people are eating fish and they're like, "Is this fish fishy?" I want to slap them with a fish. I find that most appropriate. Just a wet, fresh caught slap to the side of the face with a marlin because what yeah. a silly statement. Yeah. No, no, this fish is beefy. I, I would love to be just this most sarcastic fish waiter. Now, listen, you just wrote a bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you would listen back to that and be like, oh my God, this fish waiter thing is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You it, wouldn't, right? No. But you, I, but it is. It, I suppose I, I got to quit poo-pooing. Uh, um, In general? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's just disgusting. It's human behavior that shouldn't, that doesn't win a dog show. Why should it win a human show? It the, wins so many human when shows. When you see a dog at Westminster and at the end of their run, they just lay a, a hot coiler. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, are, they are punished with last place. Why are humans above that? Wait, can I just say this? A phrase like hot coiler. 
is the kind of boy language that I'm jealous, culturally jealous of men about. You all sit around trying to be disgusting for each other, right? Yeah. Am I, that's what that's from, right? Yeah. Some it, kind of friend group where you were all in Tahoe and then everybody <laughs> needs to make up a new way to say shit, just right? Just in between smelling each other's farts in a cabin. Yes. yes. Men are disgusting. I mean, but it's like. It's so fun. I wish There's I a creativity friends. to it. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about it that I'm so jealous of. Yeah, hot coilers, okay. I think that <laughs> it makes good. you think of uh, hair care or toasters. Yes. And uh, it's, it does seem like the newest thing from uh, like Dyson, where it's like, you have our blow dryer, now use the hot coiler. That's right, put hot shit in your hair. See what happens now. Boom. <laughs> I'm Richard Dyson. The healthiest scalp ever. <laughs> uh, the uh, new secret to shiny hair? Shit. I'm gonna guess, just go ahead and do what I thought I'd never do, is in the moment congratulate congratulate myself for hot coiler. You should. Hot coiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> coiler alert. This is shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. Oh, okay, so that's a second bit we've written. Yes, this yes. Is, we're gonna have fish. we're gonna have a fifteen minute tight fifteen ready for you. I by gotta the end write of this. a new thing. I know that's pretty soon. Someone's gonna, you know, offer me. Do you have any new material? And um, no. like, let me uh, look at my podcast notes. Oh yeah, here's a half hour. Bam. <laughs> Boom in your fucking face. It's, I'm just gonna dictate it and show it to them. Hold on, we need to talk about now that we're on this topic. Mm -hmm. I will introduce it. Okay. Your Comedy Central special came out. It was yes. Is coming out. I'm letting people assume it's a special, but it's not the thing I shot in Portland. It's, it a, was, it's a different show you it did is, for comedy. Yeah, it's called Featuring, and it was supposed to be a shorter set, but I went long, and they still used all of it. Hell, yes, thankfully. they did, because you're good at comedy. Thanks, and it felt, and people have been complimenting it, the kind of people I want. It, you just got to get on Comedy Central and then have them show people your thing, yes. and then it validates you. Yes, you need validation. Everybody does, and also, you need validation, I think, especially because you get the kind of thing where people tell you how good you are, but it's only like you're you're at that bar right there. You know what I mean? It's like it's always in the same spot. You don't understand. You need the wider spectrum of appreciation, and you know that the people when you do the business or whatever are gonna like your set. Other comics, yeah. I've always been a comics comic, and I just realized it's maybe because I'm not being presented to civilians. That's right. You've so I've gotten a lot of civilian compliments, and that feels great. I mean, stranger civilian compliments. Mm -hmm. What more could anyone want? One time in my neighborhood, there was a man, and a lot, you know, he was very well-dressed. He had a very tall, rich man's turban. There was a gem on He looked what? like a visiting dignitary. Oh, okay. And he, he said, you are lucky to have the face you have. It's a happy <gasps> face oh. and you're lucky to have it. And I said, well, what a nice thing to tell a stranger. Yeah. And I was happy all damn day. Yes. He wasn't smiling when he said it though. He actually looked a little upset. <laughs> and I think that that's, well, that's what he jealousy. meant. He's like, yeah. I always have this upset face. Even yeah. when I go around complimenting people on their happy face, 
and yet none of it rubs off on my face. And that makes me unhappy. Yes, but <laughs> it still, it put a spring in my step. It was yeah, right course. when I moved into that uh, that neighborhood and it was a great way to start things. That is that is a really nice one. I'm d Just, if I may, uh, go ahead and trampoline off you. Mm -hmm. Tell my story of the one time that happened to me. Um, Someone said you had a lucky face of a winner? Uh, someone came into a restaurant where mm -hmm. I was sitting with my group of friends. This was definitely early 2000s. And um, this guy came in where you're all eating brunch. So there was probably like six of us at this table. This guy came in off the street and, and did this. It was like watching a one-man show where he stopped and goes, I'm so sorry. I just had to stop and tell you that you are one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. And it was this thing, right? And I was like staring at him like, is this a prank? Did these guys right. make this guy yeah, do this? Like someone was, set this up. It yeah. was kind of crazy. Is this Gene Simmons? Yeah, <laughs> but it... The guy who was clearly a gay guy, so he was, uh, you know, I think he we had he had an affinity for me, in that the way that only gay men can, for a girl like me. But he, he also looked a lot like me, so there was part of it that was almost like a compliment to him. Oh, that's <laughs> in, in so a weird funny! Way. Really, you'd recognize that maybe you <laughs> yes. had a sibling like he had. Similarity? He had like black Irish features. He had big, thick, dark eyebrows and blue eyes, and it was. I just I was like, oh, well, thanks. That's amazing and everyone at the table is kind of like Karen or whatever and I was just like I think that might have been more about him than it was about does me. It, it does kind of take away from it when it they does. look just like you. Yes. I'm sorry but you I went to You a, are gorgeous. I went to some youth group camp in Estes Park, Colorado overlooking oh. the Overlook Hotel from yes, The Shining. That's or it's right. one of the three places they shot The Shining but there was a kid Everyone kept coming up and saying, you have a brother here, right? And I'm like, no, I don't. And then I saw this younger, taller, handsomer version of me, but his face. And I went up to him. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're the guy that everyone says I look like. And he was like, yeah, I, I could tell he didn't see it, but he looked just like me. It's just, I was like the kind of worst posture version of him. A little shorter, tiny little feet. You know, he looked me up and down. He's like, oh, thank God. Ooh. Yeah, that, yeah, if I'm as maybe the runt of a litter, <laughs> but right now. I'm the winning but bro, no. shit dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we showed sheep in 4-H, mm -hmm. we had to um, hold their the skin that was on either side of their throat and stick our knee in their basically kind of thorax area so that their uh, guts would bloat out. And that was basically having like bloaty guts was a was a it's plus also for like sheep. A, uh, practicing farm jujitsu. It is a little bit. What? I, I was it, like practicing self-defense against a sheep that didn't want to be there <laughs> and was not going to threaten me or harm me in any way. Hey, that's how we treat animals. Hey, look. <laughs> hey, do you want to get sold for slaughter? Then yeah. you better get like blow up yeah you let me let me kick you while you're down beautiful sheep <laughs> another great dog oh What's happening why is today the street dog show <laughs> it really is oh and the dog owners really do look like their pets they do i mean that guy had a basset hound face if i've ever seen one <laughs> do we want to go back to the tour any highlights you've missed oh i i had New Orleans is, it was pouring rain in a way that I've never experienced. Mm. And uh, Jessica did a great job setting up my tour and finding some of the places provided hotels. Some of them were nice hotels, 
Other ones, it was a smaller venue with a Super 8. I'm not a hotel snob, yeah. but in New Orleans, it was a, a bed and breakfast, and I already think that's a strange concept. It is. <laughs> uh, you're just going in and meeting some lady's cats and all their belongings are everywhere. And I walked in, it, it looked like they were, uh, everything was boxed up. It was a total mess. It looked like a hoarder house. Ooh. It immediately seemed very haunted. And I felt uncomfortable the minute I got there. But I had been driving. Maybe I was in a bad mood. It was pouring rain. They charged me $30 to park in a mud puddle. But oh. the more I learned about the city, though, there's nowhere to leave a car. And it's normal to stay in these bed and breakfasts. And I felt like I was being kind of rude because I said, this isn't what I expected. Yeah. And she said, well, it's already been paid for. And I'm like, well, I guess the photos, uh, you know, I, I was being kind of shitty about it. But then I learned that they, she's like, well, tonight I have to take my husband to the hospital. It's m maybe one of his last visits. And she was really emotional. And then also they were being evicted from this house after being in it for 60 years what? or something. What? Are you serious? Yeah, and they, they had five days and they were being, they had to pack everything up. Meanwhile, guests who had scheduled to stay there were showing up. Sure, well, I'm sure. And they probably needed the money so they weren't canceling people. Right, and I, oh, it was, I felt, I sent her a long email and said, I'm so, I hope your husband's okay. I had a great time. They made my room that looked like a storage room with, oh my God, above the door, there was like a negligee that was dusty what? and it looked like it was the size made for a child what? and it was on a hanger above the door no and a fan was blowing on it so all night <laughs> and they did make my room look beautiful albeit very haunted there was a a netting over it that so you the malaria mosquitoes can't reach the already sick person who probably died there in the, in the bed yeah it was it it was a, a room for a dying child and her negligee was up. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying the word negligee. Let's just stick with nightgown. Nightgown's better. But it was fluttering in the wind at night and it was from a fan and I knew why but it was dancing in the darkness mm -hmm. and I was horrified and I didn't sleep at all. <laughs> uh, so and I didn't wake up and have their their bre the breakfast. I don't want to eat the porridge made by the, and the man was back. He was out of the hospital and he was making breakfast. I'm like, oh, you should relax. He's apparently terminal. I don't know. Uh, it was an emotional stay. No, that's not your, that's not the burden you need to take on when you're just trying to do some sets. And I, and I took a nap before my show. My alarm didn't go off. I woke up at 9.15. The show started at 8.30. The no. guy had called me 15 times. They were, so I called him in a panic. He said, uh, how close are you? He was freaking out. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. My alarm didn't go off. And I looked and it was a little over a mile away. And I ran in the rain with an umbrella and I got there in eight minutes. No. So that, my are you hip, kidding me? my hip works great. <laughs> I bought, I sprinted and there, you know, the, that town is riddled with people that want to try out hilarious, give me your money pranks. Like I bet for $10, I can guess where your shoes are. Yeah, yeah. I was warned about that one. And then they say they're on Bourbon Street or what, you know, and then you have to give them $10 or they 
beat you with a, a some kind of a voodoo stick. There's a voodoo careful, culture there. Careful, careful. There's voodoo. It was I was there on a day of voodoo, celebrating voodoo. Oh. People were dressed, uh, you know, in jester hats and cat in the hat hats and steampunk type goggles. Chris, is there a chance that you ate something weird in this weird house and this everything else was hallucinating? I never went on tour. I've been on acid for three weeks. <laughs> it was, but I made it. I made it in the rain. I made it past people trying to trip me even. Uh, that's the one thing about New Orleans. I love it and it was exciting to be there, albeit for 24 hours, but it's kind of like Las Vegas in that it's everyone kind of on their worst drunken behavior. Yes, yes. And it's really celebrated, and uh, and I kind of don't like that when everyone has permission. It's like the same reason I like to go out on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Why is that? Because the weekend warriors, the pe. You <laughs> don't know. make me ask. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, you know, I don't like it when everyone else is doing it. Oh, and, got it, got it. And Vegas and New Orleans, everyone else. They're is always doing it, doing it. So even like, on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm going home early, early and reading a book because of this whole city's agreement to engage in debauchery. Yes. You know okay, I, mean? I get it. Yes. Yeah, because I'm, I'm no stranger to debauchery. No, you like a good debauch, but it, not every day. <laughs> I want to be the only debaucher. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? It was, yeah, but that show was so fun. The people that came to see the podcast fans on the whole tour, it was overwhelming and felt Did a bunch great. of people come? Uh, especially to New Orleans. Really? And so when I showed up drenched in rain and also sweat, breathing painfully because I just sprinted <laughs> and the, the the woman opening for me was she was out of material she was really stretching and I felt so bad but I immediately got on stage and I couldn't even breathe <laughs> and so they just kind of applauded because I couldn't talk I was so but my hip felt great the next day, by the way. <laughs> I just, it's 100%. I can sprint in the rain. Yes, you have your wheels back. Yes, God, and these wheels are oiled and ready to race. Love it. I had so much, I had a, a great time. That's New great. New Orleans was great. How yeah. many cities did you go to? I went to Dallas, Tulsa, New uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, I canceled the show in Houston because the Astros won and I didn't want to compete with that. Oh. And so I went to Austin, and then I went to Lafayette, and then I went to New Orleans, and I think I left out cities. And then I went back to Austin to do Cap City, which was great. Oh, nice, good. That's where I started. And yeah, that's great. And it was a 24-year-old version of me looking down, I guess, from heaven, because uh, <laughs> young me is dead. Yeah, yeah, and Long dead. is alive, and young me is proud. <laughs> uh, yeah. Proud and sad to be dead. Yes, just like the 15-year-old me is happy that 44-year-old me can do kickflips still, or whatever. You right. know what I mean. And has his own apartment. Yes, yes. Totally. <laughs> young me thought I'd never, he thought I'd always be living in dad's basement. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was the best and the fans were the best and I really had a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. And I want to go back to New Orleans when I don't have a show and actually experience. And help that family? Yeah. Good. Yes. Yeah. Stay there and, and tip more. <laughs> so they, the, the, <clears throat> that's the, the people that made up my room. They put so much care and attention to every little pillow placement. Just seeing the contrast of when I arrived and it was a storage room that yeah. no one had stayed in for a while. And then I got back and I was like, oh, I owe, the, I owe these people an apology for my attitude when I first walked into this. Yeah, but they, well, I also think you have the same thing I have, which is when you don't eat, you get yes. upset. But you, do, but you never, you don't ever go, 
oh, that's this is what's happening. You get upset at yourself that you're upset. Yes. When actually you just have a sugar sensitivity and you just need to eat a piece of string cheese. I read, I when I just like give me the key. I'll fill out the paperwork. She had a whole spiel about here's the map. Here's a place to do this. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. I have to go eat now. I'm getting so hangry. <laughs> and I did. And when we were done, I just walked out into the rain without an umbrella. <laughs> and I just asked people on the street where I should eat. And they're like, well, what do you want? Anything. I don't have time for specifics. And I went to uh, Call of Port, I believe it was called. Mm -hmm. And just had a couple of drinks and had some a burger. And it was delicious. Nice. Yeah. And I hadn't eaten meat in a long time. That's how hungry I was. I'm like, I need... Sustenance. Basically, George's dog food right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then you ate it. Yeah. In, uh, I would say she can get it done in about 24 seconds. Oh, I ate, yeah. I ate this hovering over it with my arms, <laughs> hugging the plate like someone was going to steal it. I ate once again at gunpoint. <clears throat> and it was, it was really fun. And then I was in a great mood. I really want to go back to New Orleans. That's great. Yeah. That's I great. I had a great time. It's so, it's, I really love, I was actually, <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but while you were telling that story, I was kind of thinking separately. I was like, I just love touring. I, I'm surprised at how much I love touring because I did it when I was young. Like I did colleges and stuff like that, but it was yeah. always insanely stressful to me right? because I didn't have enough time to be doing an hour. So it wasn't that I couldn't enjoy any part of it because right. it was, I'm, I, someone signed me up for something I can't actually do. So now I'm here at this college, I'm supposed to do an hour. I have maybe 35 minutes and I, I can't, and I don't believe in my own ability to like and bullshit I and improvise. I felt that way a handful of years ago. Like I don't have an hour I'm proud of. I think I finally got to the point where it's like, I don't have to worry about doing an hour. And you're right. That's where most of the stress is. It's yeah. not from renting a car uh, and driving, waking up. Oh, I have five hours to drive today. All that stuff I thought would be bothering me. Uh, and it wasn't at all. It was no. terrific. I it's loved so all pleasant. of it. Yeah. I just love that also this podcast and the people that support it are what's changing your experience as well. Yeah, it 100%. It's been overwhelming. I, I can't. It's every time it's so, it makes me so happy. And it's, it's so always cool. kind people and they always, when someone's like nervous to meet me, like I'm, I've done something other than just riff with you for a few years. <laughs> it's, it, I'm like, I, is this really happening? It's keep it coming. I am not, a, a lot of people message later and say, I didn't want to bother you. And I'm like, no, no, I'm, I feed off of it. I'm, yes. It turns out I need, I need this. I didn't know I needed it. That's what we say all the time when people go, do you, uh, like when we're in meet and greets and stuff, like, is this so hard? Do you just want to go home? And I go, are you kidding me? No. Since I was like five years old, I've been tap dancing for attention like this. And now I finally get it. Like, it's what I love. Finally, strangers giving me finally, what I need. I, finally, people screaming at me for random reasons. I love it. Yeah, because if you aren't getting that, it seems like an unhealthy thing to be needing. But <laughs> once you're it getting is it, an unhealthy thing. Yeah, but once you're getting it, it's like, this is the healthiest shit ever. That's right. It's like this, I was right to be unhealthy to need this because it is now, it is like a lifeblood. Like it is like a vitamin B12 shot in my ego. Right. And maybe that's why I appreciate it so much because it's a lifetime of me sticking 
things up my nose and pulling them out of my mouth or whatever <laughs> I do in sixth grade, trying to turn my eyelids upside down yep. or, yeah. or just saying funny things. So let's, I wasn't a Jim Rose circus sideshow. No, kid. but you did it all. But I, mean, I did. You, you I could did do everything. the physical as physical well as the verbal. voices, sound effects. <laughs> uh, Raising your hand, but then your question's weird. Just yeah. great classroom comedy. Acting like I was going to say something, but simply a fart came out of me. <laughs> early, early attempts. Yes. And I'm finding my voice. Uh, and and it's finally feels like it makes sense. And yeah, it's 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 great. I'm so glad. Uh, you know, I I didn't perish in my 30s or something. Yeah, me too. Because I finally made it emotionally. You did. You, did. you got you and, got to some high ground. And I can tell I was happy because I was even though I was on tour and laying in comfortable beds, I was waking up like at nine in the morning. I didn't realize that my sleeping in, which I've always done, was maybe a sign that I was depressed or not happy. I think that's... How late did you sleep in? Uh, you, noon was pretty easy and typical. <laughs> and now, uh, 9, 9.30, you know, if I do go back to sleep, it's a conscious decision. Like, nah, I'm tired. I'm going back to sleep. And I don't wake up feeling all guilty. It's yes. when you wake up, oh my God, it's the dead of day and there's only three more hours of daylight left. I'm because gonna... of farmers a century ago, <laughs> we're we're all setting our clocks this way because they they want to go to bed at eight. Is that explain it to me? Explain why? We <laughs> yes, do this. that's it. They had to change stuff to make it easier for farmers to produce more because we are a capitalist society. Right. It's killing us all. Yes. And I don't. I do not think it ever was getting dark at four thirty. I just in real in like natural time. I would have noticed. I would be adjusting to this. Oh, you mean before this year? Yeah, yeah. It's, no, no. This year, it's it's darker, faster. There's definitely, but it's also the vibe. It's like the vibe. The vibe. You wouldn't notice it if everything else felt light and you didn't have to worry about truly like the breakdown of democracy every day. Right. So you really do think it's a uh, climate uh, political climate based climate change I mean it's climate change right the uh -huh. threats are coming from goddamn everywhere you've got right. crazy like white people that have decided they can start screaming at people if they feel like it yeah. there's a, the threats are coming from everywhere and the stars and moon are listening and you, you to want, your drunk redneck uncle you want light around so that everyone can see what's happening and everyone's safe and when the sun starts going down it's like I don't know what's gonna happen now Right. I don't know what what evil is going to come out, and we they're already it's already out. Yep. What else can happen? Yeah, it might as well get dark. It, this is the weather equivalent of giving your of uh, some Midwest biker a microphone and telling you how he feels. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, of course it didn't. Are we hot and sweaty? I feel like we're in a Bikram yoga class. Yes, I have to turn on that that thing. Ooh, sorry. Quite all right. Uh, I have to turn on this. Air I keep turning it on and turning it off because I know it's creating an issue for Steven. Well, it, I could definitely use a little air, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll so just could, have a little interference, then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one thing. I listened to early episodes, and it, sound like, it sounded like we were in a wind tunnel. Yeah. Uh, or like Aww. one of those skydiving places. Who was that asshole sound guy we had before? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, wait a minute. Honk, honk. I was actually trying to think of it. <laughs> You're like, who was name? on the ones and twos? It was me. With the same equipment, the same exact equipment. That's how I know I had no talent. 
<laughs> well, that was, I think, you know, if we're talking about like the people coming to support you and how exciting it is, we really, we started this podcast about as like grassroots as you can start a podcast, which is you and me sitting in your car thinking of the idea going we really should do this then it's like well then what do we do now okay the first let's episode uh, we didn't even have a name yet we were like discussing it. <laughs> well i guess do you need a ride's a good name right might as well like figure it out on on uh on tape yeah i didn't realize that that first episode is and man we are it was enjoyable but we're way better at it now I yeah think. we just yeah. know each other we didn't really even know each other that well no we were just kind of trying also i think i've learned a lot about podcasting and what the action what people what i like when i listen to it helped has helped me obviously listening to other people's podcasts but also just the experience of the idea that you're gonna okay we're, I'm just going to listen to somebody else's conversation right now. So what right. is that? What is the fun part of that? And it's not like, it's not what I expected. So I was very worried about things that were more almost stand-up comedy-ish when I didn't need to be worried about them. It's yeah, like, like I was worried about, oh, what if we talk at the exact same time? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I think, what we do. Yeah. But, and also it's like, no one's looking for hard jokes. It's like, do they want to listen to two people they actually like as people chat and discover and kind of like have experiences that they can also be having along with? Yeah. And you're not going to get hard jokes from me. And what that's always <laughs> been my promise, comedic softballs for, all day. I'm like, I will be conversationally interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'll that's for the, sure. I'll throw the premise out there. You, you think of the rest of the joke. <laughs> you do the shitty pun, you fucking hack. <laughs> Whoops, whoops, whoops. And that's how we have such beautiful fans. <laughs> that's right, because people get a... Well, it, this is the thing, too, and I've said this a lot, because when I started stand-up, and I'm sure it was like this for you, too, but I started stand-up in 1990 when you would show up to a club and it would be a bunch of people who just came somewhere to get fucked up and potentially yell at the performers. There was no fanship. There was no, I've heard of you before. I followed. Oh, there was, but I would say it's, it was 7% of the audience was, I really like comedy. So I come here all the time right. and I like to watch new people I've never seen before. Like that, I met maybe two people in the first eight years of doing real club stand up where people said things like that. Yeah. 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 And other than that, it was truly people that got free tickets at work. It was people that were on their first dates, so they were chatting away. It was it was all kinds of shit that was anti. And in this internet age, God fucking bless it to hell. Um, when people, if they like you, they find you and go support you. I can't tell you the difference it makes in terms of my emotional stability. Yeah. It's just so much nicer. And I don't need a room packed with, uh, I do like a mix of, you know, people that are on my side because they know me, just a handful. And then they'll kind of guide the, the regular people that have never heard me before. Like the show in Dallas was just a full comedy club room. They weren't yeah. necessarily there to see me. There was some people there just actually, yes, like 30 people. <laughs> That's a, a lot. But it was a full club. So it was like a perfect, I'm like, okay, I want to indulge these people and, and, and maintain that connection. But also there's these strangers and I have to generally be, make your dad laugh. Yeah. Cause there's like, uh, that's per. I always want to be able to do that. Of course. Like middle. Well, no, middle. I think that's maybe the thing 
that podcast listeners, it, there are people who go to live comedy shows all the time and that's why they like podcasts. And so that, and that's sometimes how they find us or whatever. But then there's definitely people who are just, oh, I listen to podcasts and I'm not really a live comedy show person. There's they, so many of them. Yeah. That's my first time seeing comedy. Yes. Live. And they kind of go and they learn how to be a comedy audience. Yeah. Cause it's a different thing. We're like when April and I started business class and we had a ton of, um, I had a ton of um, murderino listeners yeah, yeah. who would come. And they would quiet. sit there and be dead silent. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, you were there for all those shows. Chris was our headliner every week. But they were so excited to be there, but you can't yep. tell. No, because they, they would they would just stare and kind I, of like if stay I laugh, silent. The, the times in the past when I've laughed at this person, I get in trouble at my desk. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta stay quiet. Yeah. yeah. It was really funny, but it was kind of like, but after we did it for a couple months, that all changed because all those people were like, Oh, I get it now, and we're yeah, all Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're here for, kind of thing. But it it's funny when people they don't realize or it's like I'm here to support you but it's like oh no no I don't want you to support me I want you to judge me objectively and then I want to earn your laughter exactly that's yeah. the point that's of it. what I'm saying that's yeah. the combination I want yeah come in with the support but learn how to like comedy <laughs> <laughs> well and also because it's not a conversation there's a it's a much more just stand up. And the reason I don't have the passion for it that I used to is because podcasting is how I love to do comedy, like love to do it, yeah. which is just conversational comedy. Stand up. There is a, there is a fakeness to it yeah. that if you're great at it, that no one feels the fakeness. Right. But the fakeness is like, it's that part of it that it's not a conversation and it's not a two way street and it's not even, no one's even going to pretend it is. It's just like, it's this, I'm going to do actually a intensely memorized monologue right. that I've done a million times with this idea that I'm doing it for the first time. Right. And no, I have to pretend like it's, it, cause I do repeat myself, but my goal was always to make it seem like it's coming to me right then yeah. to the point where I'm of lying. Course. Oh, I just thought of this. Well, we all are though. Yeah. Everyone does that. That's the, that's the disappointment of the art. That we are true liars in every <laughs> sense of the word. Everyone's a liar. <laughs> oh, last Tuesday, last Tuesday, this didn't happen. It happened to <laughs> Tuesday three years ago when I wrote this. I'm it, so sorry that I'm lying. This happened to my friend in college. I'm going to say, it oh my God, me. right before the show, <laughs> dot, 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 right before <laughs> the show <laughs> but yeah there are if, if you're a podcast fan that goes to shows and you want to, the audience to know that you listen to the podcast a lot by yelling out dinar things do resist that's uh, all <laughs> that's all i'm saying yeah, uh, don't just yell the word turtle be your your excitement although it's highly, highly appreciated, appreciated highly highly appreciated way up there is actually ruining it not appreciated by the people the dads that are just there because yeah, it's a wednesday and don't understand and feel like they're being left out and yeah. then also it that uh, the word turtle being yelled at you isn't in the highly memorized monologue no i don't have turtle jokes i know i should have written no. some yeah now. you better you better fucking open that <laughs> file on your laptop and start writing some turtleized jokes it'll just turtleize turtleize are also, you guys ready to get turtleized <laughs> big banner comes down boy he really built his career you right? know what's funny when we first started touring my favorite murder that would happen constantly because when none of live podcasts are very new conceptually and they are podcasts so people go there and it's just like well now's my chance to be in this conversation right. so i'm gonna yell i love you or i'm gonna yell uh whatever i think you're gonna laugh at whatever where it's like he, the thing is sometimes we enjoy the thing is subperson yells because they're especially smart or funny but overall it, 
do not fucking yell shit yeah, during yeah, yeah. a live show ever. Save it for after. I'll wait. I'll talk to you for 20 minutes. I, I spent yes. a lot of time <laughs> and I didn't think I would like that. I Because I don't like selling things after a show. I don't like to sell CDs. It always felt weird. It is weird, yeah. And I know you can get a little extra money that way, but I just, I don't know. I always hide, too. I never think it went well. Right. But now I have, there's people waiting, and it's really cool. It's, I don't know. And also, it's good practice because you don't need to hide because it did go well. Like, that, all that, it that's has 90s been weirdness yeah, that, like, yeah, yeah. we have to let go yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, It's this new, healthy 2000 shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Where it's like, love yourself, it. be proud of your shit, brag about it. Yeah, it's yeah. all the stuff that we that's completely foreign to us. And it's it, highly damaged uh, late 90s that's comics. That's the one thing all successful comics have is the ability to like promote it. Like Billy Wayne Davis was talking about that, like how strange it is. But of course necessary yes. it is to remind people you are good at this and this is what you do. Yeah. <laughs> that you have confidence and believe in yourself. Yeah. I always thought, ooh, that's cockiness. Gross. <laughs> Gross. No one liked that guy in high school. How dare you? Yeah. Oh. It's like that guy's, but but that guy now has $1,500 in his pocket because he sold 25 CDs after a show. Yeah, or yeah. Or whatever. Or he just got into real estate. Or he stole it out of someone else's pocket. Yeah, I mean, we exactly. don't even know this person. It's the only way to earn money is by uh, damaging other people yeah. to get it. Emotionally? Mentally? Yes. Oh, but. Financially. As a capper. Mm hmm. We, please don't take this as criticism of the people who have yelled out at shows because we do love the love is felt yeah and understood on how you do it to have timing <laughs> that's all it Save really it is to be something good but also in, in that way where what you what you think that's going to get you you're incorrect right because because i genuinely don't like it at all because that's you're not in charge of the show. You came to be an audience. Every member. once in a while, though, I'm like, you got me on that one. No, well, you every... had great timing. Yes, you're sober. It was on topic <laughs> and it was perfectly placed. Yes, and thank God because I didn't have a punchline to this story. <laughs> I've uh, Nate Craig got married uh, last week. Oh, and we congratulations! Went to the, yeah, Nate. it was it was a really cool ceremony, and I I love his wife. She's uh, they're great together. That's and great. They they did a a bottle breaking thing like a Mazel Tov thing. In, in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And so during... Jewish tradition. Yes, yes. Uh, on behalf of... Yes, there there was some... Uh, Their Jewish God. J Jewish representation there. Uh, sure. Nate's good friend <laughs> oh. did some... Some speaking in the uh, yes 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 CAA people in the industry yes of course oh we're gonna get in trouble for that uh, and then the, so during my speech which like we were saying funerals or weddings God I wish that stand up went that well I was just killing during this oh toast. hell yeah hell yeah I had a scheduled toast and I was more nervous for it than the Comedy Central things I'm like <laughs> this is gonna be memorable certainly for Caroline and Nate. Please don't mess it up. And she was laughing so hard that she d dropped her champagne uh, glass and it shattered. And right then I was like, Mazel Tov! And it went right at the end of my speech. I yes. was like, where am I going with this? And the Mazel Tov was a callback to the ceremony. Yes. And the crowd, it just lit off. A, I'm just, I'm bragging right now. You can. I really had a great uh, toast speech. It yes. Was, it was loose. There was jokes. Uh, it was fun. Love and it. And then I immediately uh, got out. I danced a couple songs. I went home early and got a lot of sleep. It was great. Great. Great <laughs> wedding. Perfectly did it. No hangover. Oh, man. 
Every, I couldn't have done it any better, being a guest at a wedding. Well, you know, you could have. You, if you had gotten married at that wedding. Right, right. That is one-upping myself if I were one, to one day become a groom, I suppose. <laughs> a groom at Nate's wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I got to write those vows. They had great vows, too. Oh, Jokes. did they? Uh, yeah, just perfect. Meaningful, meaningful. I didn't know Nate cried so much. It was great. Aww. He never cried uh, around the apartment. I bet he didn't. <laughs> and uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was great. It was a really good one. And there, and uh, and it was a lot of people I like. Uh, not in the room. It was on a cliffside in La Jolla. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So cool. Yeah, it was cool. I'm so happy for Nate. Yeah, yeah. He deserves it. Yeah. Also, um, I've seen. Is that him uh, right there? Oh man. <laughs> That is... Sir, come back. That's the Nate. That's the version where Nate would be like, well, he kind of looks like me, but I'm offended. Yeah. That was the less <laughs> handsome Nate. Yeah, it was definitely... Nate Craig um, is a very impressive stand-up comic because I don't believe good people, good-looking people are as funny as other comics. It's and, We're trained to think that. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's true bias, and it's a jealousy. Yeah, yeah. But Nate Craig is a great comic, and he is a truly beautifully-faced man. Yeah, he is a... Uh, yeah, he's, he's he looks okay with his shirt off, too, and it ah. doesn't even work out. It's just, yeah, I'll really? give you the inside scoop. Would you? know that I'm just cl I'm looking at his body clinically. Now, uh, you say he was married, but do you think it's going to last? <laughs> that was I my, do. That's I my do. cougar character. Of like, oh, now that I know he has big pecs, I yeah, wanna, yeah. I'm going to get in there. Yeah, throw a little raspy smoker voice in there and I'll believe hey, you. You and I have known each other for a long time. <laughs> Let's get real. Turn around. Oh, my God. The back's as impressive <laughs> as the pecs. That was like that in Twins. Uh, it's one of my favorite moments where he's they get matching suits together, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. He spins around and he's like, oh, my God, you're back. It's it's like it's crazier than the front. And they show his back and it is his back was like so muscular that you could tell it was just some classic DeVito improv. Yeah, it was a great moment. <laughs> And uh, Twins, ladies and gentlemen. It's a great film. Go out and see it. <laughs> and be sure to check out Jojo Rabbit if you want to laugh while crying endlessly. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Very, movie. very good. Please don't tell me anything. Okay. It, I can't I, wait to I see it. I won't. It is, very, it is a perfect little movie, I think. Okay. And great. I don't, by little, I mean it uh, didn't have a giant budget. Right. <laughs> but it's still very good. Well, that's everyone. That's what everyone's been saying. And, yes. Uh, and also I saw the trailer. And usually trailers, you kind of go, well, that's interesting, but ooh, every movie. And the trailer of this, it started so good that I was like, I'm going to stop watching this because I yep. want to see this movie clean and clear. Yeah, there are a few moments like the lines. If you tell they, me. Those kids, they, you know, they give that kid the best lines. Both the kids. Uh, all the kids are great. But they waste a few of the good lines in the trailer. Yes, they always do that. Yeah, so in the theater even, it would have been a laugh, but they blew it in the trailer. Yeah, they always... But they, they don't, gotta show stuff, you know. They gotta show... Well, they've, ra they've rationalized showing stuff, but I don't agree. And I used to fight that fight all the time when I worked in television, and they would cut together uh, promo clips, and they'd be like, we're putting this in, and I go, you're giving everything away. And they're like, there's not giving it away. There's like this, such a cynical a thing of giving people a taste, but it's like... but you. You can give the taste and not give the fucking 
entire concept yep. where if there's no point in giving people the entire concept it's like tease them to come and see the whole thing yeah, don't just yeah. give it to them and go you could also watch this again when you get here there will be you i think you'll be surprised even it, it's they don't give away too much okay great. there's just some jokes that are spent but man do you think i should still be mad I about a job Scarlett i worked Johansson. at 15 years yes. ago yes <laughs> anger should be it's the only way you make things better is by harboring resentment okay good 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 yeah i have stuff knocking around in there from 30 years ago hell yes and one day i'm gonna get my emotional revenge on it <laughs> um uh, but yeah it was, it was so good uh, scarlett johansson let's talking about it in town okay <laughs> <laughs> can we meet for one drink didn't know you were so goddamn funny <laughs> all right and now so you were saying the traffic wasn't as bad shut up yeah. it really something must have happened there something was, happened there was a day. 17 car pile up and they cut off because i was trying to tell steven and chris before we started driving that traffic <laughs> isn't bad anymore as we now sit in inexplicably terrible traffic on the tiniest street we do always end up recording around five though yeah, it's it true. just works best for us. It's yeah. I mean, if we were planning it, shit. Oh no, you're fine. No one's gonna be walking on this crosswalk. <laughs> Let's pull up classic Starbucks crosswalk park. Damn it. Oh, we didn't get our coffee. I have so many oh, cards. Oh shit. I have like fifty of them. I have so many cards. I have so many. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to have a card contest? Yes. Let's do. Let's play cards I, with the cards. I was we wondering have. how many you got. Is there a Starbucks card? Bring a Starbucks theme on MFM. No, 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 but people will do it to say give this to you and Chris and Stephen. Oh, so yeah, I have more cards. Yeah, okay, cool. I am, I am the, I'm hitting the bricks as the 9R representatives. Nice. And the cards are coming in. Oh, and we have more stickers from um, Stephen, sorry, tell me her name. Oh, Ashley, a constant designer. Yes. Ashley is her name, yeah. We have more of those stickers where we're all in the Volvo. And when we wrap up this episode, I'm going to address some of the things sitting in my lap. Uh, oh, yes. It, but it's too dark right now. I want to do them justice, but uh, handmade. Ooh. Holy shit, this book, Jesus. this hand-drawn book is absolutely amazing. Oh yeah, let's talk about it. Based on one episode, and I think it was a Todd Glass one. I think I saw his drawing in here, but it is... Right, sorry. No, no, it was that was scary. It's a, a hand-drawn, hardcover, well-made little book. It looks like it was made in a book factory. A little tiny book. <laughs> and the attention to detail and the quotes it's absolutely so basically amazing. someone hand I, they hand drew just to explain yes. someone hand drew an episode of the show like a graphic novel in a tiny book yes it's crazy it has the elements of miniature which i have stated i appreciate yeah and that's why I got little candelabras and little mint. I could start a dollhouse now, and you know I'm gonna buy a turtle and put him in the bed. <laughs> I follow a toad that lives in a dollhouse, and it's 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 just the most entertaining thing ever. Uh, but yeah, this the. Uh, this illustration, it is pen and ink. It is absolutely amazing. What's the person's name? And I'm gonna wait. I it has to be signed. Her name is Sophie, and she lives on the Isle of Man. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. The Isle of Man. A tiny island in between the UK and Ireland. Ireland. Yep. We looked that up. I don't just know that. We made sure to know what we were talking about. And then this cross stitch is this cross stitching? 
Yes. When it's on a tight little drum thing. Or embroidery. Embroidery. It mouth horn. And it has <laughs> a, a uh, perfectly spelled, what is it? The uh, phonetic, phonetic spelling. spelling of. It's the best. <laughs> it reads like mouth horn, which is not easy to spell Pretty out. Pretty amazing. And uh, that came to us from uh, Bronwyn. Bronwyn, thank you so much. And she's from Canada? Yes, yeah, she's from the Isle of Canada. <laughs> and I believe she also made this uh, oh, lyric yes. spell out of the Do You Need Ride theme song, which we posted photos of. But well, it, this That is, might be cross-stitch. I mean, this is the kind of shit. What are you trying to make me cry? I know. Sophie and Bronwyn, we stood in the kitchen at the Exactly Right Network Studios, um, me, Stephen, and Chris, and looking at these gifts, like bent over at the waist, going, ooh, look, what? Yeah. It's just like the most, the best Christmas ever. I mean, this book is phenomenal. It's I can't, so cool looking. Yeah, it's, I mean, look at that picture of Todd Glass. I know. It's. It's great. And that is hand, it looks like she's one of these people that, her handwriting is a downloadable font, or yeah. deserves to be. Yeah, well, and sh look at that. <laughs> fucking <Smoke> selfish. <laughs> Enjoy your needlework, you fucking selfish <laughs> asshole. <laughs> that What's sounds that like you. That was yeah, you. I think so. Uh, I smoke a lot of Fraggle Rock. That was me. That's you. Uh, Here's my impression of a Jamaican a Irish guy. <laughs> Cagney and Litchie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the... Oh, Mount Zion. God. Okay, we're going to post a couple pictures of this book because oh, it's wow. mind-boggling. Heavy metal. Yes. Wow. Is it? Oh, look, there's Cafe Gratitude. What does that say? And then it's... Namaste. Namaste, but it's like in... <laughs> metal. Uh, yeah, it looks like Corrosion of Conformity. Uh, a band that we've all... There's Snow, the Informer. Oh man, let's not <laughs> let's not read the whole book to everybody. Oh god, spoiler yeah, alert! This is not good podcasting. <laughs> it's not at Welcome all. Welcome to I read a book for the first time, and it's a book of of shit we've already said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me while I repeat myself. This guy. Uh, these are amazing. Thank you so much. Yes, you guys. Thank you. Lovely, amazing. We're and, so touched. And thank. How was? Oh, uh, we these are these are conclusionary moments. We are, are parked in the exactly right carport. Yeah. And it's bad to leave the car running, even though it's an open-aired garage. Is that true? Well, it just reminds me of suicide. This is a hybrid, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, well, we might... The microwaves. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, how was uh, Santa Barbara's... Uh, it was magical. You need to come next year. Uh, I will. I would have. Uh, I, I was on the ye old road. No, I know. Um, but we missed you, and it was very fun, and it was very, like, it was very kind of touching, actually. It was, it was, I didn't realize how stressed out I was about it until after we got home, and I literally couldn't get off the couch for four days, and I realized it's these things where I want to do these things, but I deep down don't believe they're going to go well. And not because everything hasn't gone magically for me for the past like three years straight, but because I keep going, it has to end sometime, so it's gonna end this weekend. It has to end sometime, so it's gonna end blah. Like right. I can't stop doing that because I have my, this my special certain type of neuroses. So, I was like, this is what it's going to be is a bunch of people who wish they hadn't spent this money and blah, blah, blah. Like I tell this whole story yeah, and then yeah. we go out into it and it is like 
20,000 times better than I thought it was going to yeah. be and touching and beautiful and great conversations and meeting great people and seeing people that we've already met on the road five times that come to our shows when they, whenever they feel like it, like these people who have now, like we know them by sight when they come to the yeah, meet and greet it, and it's just fucking touching and amazing. And like, and then our team was there who they're there sometimes, but like they got to see all the magic, like actually in real life. Like it's a thing that me, Vince and Georgia have been experiencing by ourselves for three years. Right, right. Or two years, whatever, however long we've been touring where it's pretty fucking like Rolling Stones-ish. Yeah. And then when we come home, it's just like, but basically us and Steven are the only ones that know about yeah, it. Yeah, trust us. Yeah. Take our word for it. So yeah. now it's almost like everybody else got to come and go, holy fuck, what's going on? Yeah, type of thing. I just like it when fans come to a show and they see each other and that yes. validates them. It's like, oh, a lot of people like that. And then yes. they're, and I heard people saying they should hang out because of their interest in the same podcast. <laughs> yes. There's these two sisters, I forget their name. I was supposed to go to a, a restaurant they recommended, but I was distracted by the hurricane, so I didn't go <laughs> to that marketplace run by your mom. But they, they, these women were like, we should hang out because of, do you need a ride? And they're like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> it was really funny. Or maybe they are. Maybe they all have a group now. I mean, I that's, know, but that's that, how it's gone in the uh, Murderino community is like, like, that's all we hear is now I have all these friends, which is just like the most touching thing. And you saw, I sent you the diner, uh, someone had a personalized plate. Like, yes, that is so close, yes. so close to a tattoo for me. So, oh my God. Someone asked permission to have a tattoo of something I drew, but it's not podcast related. So that doesn't, if the minute they're now, don't go out there and just get a crazy tattoo like a drunk sailor. Because I'm saying this. No, definitely do that. But somebody, please, yeah, get a do you need a ride tattoo. Somebody, please. Yeah. And not just a turtle. People are going to think it's a <laughs> 90s yoga thing. It has to be of a specific... It has to be a sun Yeah. Uh, with really squiggly rays coming out of it. Yeah, get a sublime sun. <laughs> <laughs> it, it needs to be... Um, if you could get barbed wire around your bicep, that would be the Dinar tattoo yeah. that we would be interested in you having. Yeah, just to get If we get a say yeah. at all. Yeah, just have a hint of early 90s white reggae. If of you, course. I mean, have, <laughs> what we're saying is have some fucking respect. For Irie, for uh, Mount Zion. Rip up! <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I, I knew like that's how I could do it is because I read it in the book. Yeah, yeah, it's phonetically. <laughs> it's phonetically you, there. Oh, this should be mass produced just so people learn how to phonetically uh, reggae jive. What yeah. do you call it? Or reggae uh, riff. I don't know. I, I don't know. even know what it's called. What it, it's being a clowning, reggae clowning. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean scatting, but reggae style. Scatting, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's reggae scat. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't about? know. I just all of a sudden, it's because with the cars running and all these uh, I know, hybrid I know. fumes. The hybrid fumes are, the battery acid is getting into your brain. <laughs> yeah. All right, then let's wrap it down. Do you have any plugs? Do you have anything else you need to say? This uh, was a fast episode. No, no. I'm I'm uh, taking a little break and then I'll be out on the road soon. Pacific Northwest is next. Look Love out, it. Ooh. Look out Seattle and Vancouver and those places. Give some dates when roughly. Oh, I don't know yet. We're just putting it together. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. then Pacific Northwest, get ready. Yeah. Because then Chris is going to drop some dates. Like, fucking Missy Elliott drops her album. So you better get ready. Yeah. Morning of. Inhabit that seat edge. Because <laughs> <laughs> that ass isn't going to be there forever. 
It's going to be at the show. It's going to be there in the front row, politely listening. And sometimes if an idea is really good, it gets yelled out. If sober, yes. Sober, (laughs) well-timed, well-thought-out, not random. (laughs) I drink a lot, by the way. You've been (laughs) listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Uh, with Karen and Chris.